Welcome back to All Round Mine with Primark. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton. And in this podcast, we snoop around the homes of your favourite celebrities. We're just dead nosy. Yeah. How's your house looking, babe? It's looking good. It's coming along. Speaking of yeah. which, uh, Felicity Hayward, a few mm. weeks ago, she was uh, talking about her Facebook marketplace exploits. Yes. And I decided... Rod Stewart mirrors. Rod Stewart mirrors. <laughs> I decided I didn't need a Rod Stewart mirror in my Aww, life. Oh, why wouldn't uh, you? <laughs> no. But I did decide to explore or uh, my local Facebook Marketplace offerings. Okay. And Did you uh, specifically search for something or no, did you just have like a goosey gander? I looked, I, I went on local listings and scrolled through all sorts of absolute tripe, but there was some <laughs> there was some golden nuggets in there as well, including a collection of plants from a young lady that was moving back to Italy. And I was like, wow, these are really nice plants. There was like a, um, what do you call it? A peace lily, Ooh, a fancy. Chinese money plant. Oh, there was a spider plant, all sorts of stuff. So I was like, hey, uh, what do you want for these plants? And she gave me a, a decent deal, went how, round, how picked many up the plants. About six in total. Whoa! Yeah, a few pots thrown in for good measure as well. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is quite good then. So the flat is now semi-jungle. Did she give you like tips on like how to keep each one alive? Because a, a Chinese money plant, I had one and yeah. it died no. instantly and I couldn't give it, get it back to life. Well, on your uh, advice, Ariel, last <gasps> week, I've now got Use the, the app. app so yes! I can see exactly the frequency that I'm meant to water it when I need to spray it. All of those shenanigans. Oh, I need to do that because I recently got a, a rubber plant. and A the, rubber plant? Yeah. What, a plant that grows rubbers? No, the leaves are so thick and like succulent, it looks like a rubber. <laughs> right. It's right behind you. You've got one behind That's you. That's a rubber plant. That's a rubber plant. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was fake, to be honest with you. No, so the best thing, they're usually quite easy to keep alive, but yeah. I bought a tiny little one from a local place. I think I need to repot it. Okay. I think that's the issue that I'm having. Um, I, I also some... think it's not surviving in this heat very well. Oh, really? Mm. Mm, that's the a issue. A lot of my plants are starting to wither, so I'm either I have to water more or spray more. I'm singing, I'm singing to them more. <laughs> Don't sing to them. Don't knock it. Don't You're meant sing to sing to, to your plants, okay? <laughs> all right. It is a, it's a globally recognised yeah. technique. Okay, I'll trust you on that one. In that case, I need to put them all in the bathroom because uh, my shower singing will do them wonders, Wonderful. I'm sure. Well, Ariel, this week joining us is an influencer, podcast host and writer who is empowering women every day and always looking on point. It's Tony Tone and I've got an inkling that this is going to be one of the most stylish yep. dives into a home <laughs> ever because I know her interiors are on point. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Well, there is only one way to find out. Tony Tone, we're all coming around yours. I live with my sister. She's about six and a half years younger than me. We have an apartment. She has the ensuite bedroom. So she has a bathroom in her bedroom. So I opted for the bigger bedroom, which doesn't have a bathroom, but her room's so nice, giving me Bali vibes, lots of linen, lots of plants. As I walk further up my corridor, I've got my console table. And I really love this feature console table because it introduces guests to my apartment and the style of my decor, which is very much like African luxe glam. So on the console, we have what looks like a faux antelope horn on the left in black. We've also got what looks like a warrior's shield in brass. And a key feature and focal point is the round mirror on top of the industrial style console table. When I turn to my left, I've got another corridor. My room is on the right. I have a nice big room, but it's very coastal. Lots of like white we've got some light blue we've got some uh, ashy shades of uh, purple and lilac i love my room it's got a big nice mirror for getting ready we've got a dressing table for doing my makeup 
We've got a really nice drawer and I changed the handles on this drawer actually. I got some really, really cute handles that look kind of antique. And I've got a bum vase as well. As I leave my bedroom, it's my bathroom. I love this bathroom, nice and big. We've got a tub shower duo and so much storage, which I need. And as I leave this corridor, I enter my main room. We have a massive piece of art on my left. It's very abstract. It's got some like gold leaf on here. I really love it. And my living room space, I'm really proud of because I designed it and I've heard so many good things about it from people who've seen it online and people who come to visit. We've got a big rug in the center that is patterned and it's a flat weave rug. We've also got this like brass statue piece on top of some coffee table books. Again, looking very glam. I've got loads of cushions on my sofa. When I moved in, I did not like the sofa. The sofa was here when I got here and I thought, how can I use it up and make it look glamorous? And cushions did the trick. I've got a green accent chair that everybody loves and I've got plants everywhere. Real life plants, faux plants. I've got pothos, I've got a money tree, I've got an umbrella tree. I've, yeah, the whole shebang. The dining area is really nice and simple. And then when I moved to my kitchen, I've got a bit of a breakfast bar going on with some black stools. My cabinets are a mix of colors actually. So I have like white slash off-white gray cabinets and some like walnut wood cabinets as well. I also can't forget my balcony. As you walk into the apartment, you see it straight ahead of you, past the corridor, past the living area. I love chilling out there, especially on a hot summer day, drinking cocktails with my girls and just people watching. <laughs> Welcome, Tony Tone. Hi, Tony. Hi. I mean, I said it before, but I feel like this is straight out of an interiors magazine, yeah. your apartment. Like I've seen <laughs> pictures on your Instagram. The detail of your home tour, like where to even begin? I'm going to go straight back to the beginning because um, you mentioned living with your sister, Tara. Yes, yes. And she got the ensuite bedroom and I was like instantly like, why did she get the ensuite? <laughs> um, but then you said because your bedroom's the slightly bigger one so you wanted the bigger space. Yeah. Um, but I quite like that you mentioned that she's got real Bali vibes to her decor but I don't feel like that's the rest of your apartment because you're saying you go for this like African luxe glam. So yeah. do you like that she's gone for the Bali vibes or is it like one of contention? <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, I don't mind that she's gone for the Bali vibes. There's still like some things that tie her room back to like the main areas of the apartment if anything my room is probably way more different than the rest of the apartment because mine's oh, a bit really? more coastal yeah because I've got the blues coming in I've got the like purples um whereas she's in keeping with the color theme so hers is probably more similar so I, I don't mind and I feel like your bedroom is your opportunity to show off your personality a bit more I think do you um how do you get on living with a sibling do you guys get on are there any like moments of who's the cleaner person like do you have your roles within the apartment I'm uh definitely the tidier person but she puts that down <laughs> to like working a nine-to-five from home and it's so funny because sometimes I moan at her and she's like well we can't all be unemployed and cleaning all day and I'm like wait I'm very much employed <laughs> I'm, I'm very much employed I just happen to work for myself all right there's a difference but that's like a running joke because I will always talk to her about the fact that I'm cleaning loads and she's not cleaning and she's like I'm working you're not working um, but for the most part, I love <laughs> living with her. Like, she's hilarious. And yeah. it's nice to have, like, someone else live with me. Because I lived with, I, I, like, lived with my family for so long. I couldn't imagine living entirely by myself. So it's nice to really? have her with me. Yeah. And how did the two of you living together come about? Did you 
always know that you wanted to move into a place together? Yeah, I think we kind of did, actually, because when I left the family home, I was actually thinking about buying. And then I thought, you know what, I don't think I'm ready to buy yet. It's a big commitment. Um, So I thought, let me move to London and rent. And London was a key area for me because of what I do. And a lot of my meetings are here. And I had spoken to her about coming with me because my brother's engaged, about to be married. He lives in a nice Surrey house with his fiance. And there was no boyfriend in her life or my life. Um, and I was like, okay, let's live together. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to just like leave her in my family home either with my parents. Cause I knew she would just go crazy. Well, you are an advocate for empowering women. Um, who are some of the strong women figures that you look up to in your life? Would you say your sister's one of them? Yeah, my sister and my mum, definitely. Like my mum in particular, because she um, came, well, I was born in Nigeria and she came to England when she was in her mid thirties and literally she came with a suitcase. Well, my, my dad, obviously, and her kids, but <laughs> she came with a suitcase. Like she didn't really come with much and she has built such an amazing career for herself. Like she's a director, at her place of work, and she's just yeah. so inspiring, so amazing. She's a, a published author. She is like a LinkedIn celeb. <laughs> and she, <laughs> yeah, she's house. just amazing. Yeah, and she's so inspiring. So I would say definitely, yeah, mum, mum for sure. Do you think that helped like you take on the role of like amplifying voices of women then? Like that was like something that you grew up with and saw us like straight in front of your eyes. Yeah, I think that definitely helped me. Although like when I was in my 20s, that wasn't at the forefront of my mind. Um, but as my career developed, I think the relationship I had with my mum and the relationship she has with her uh, place of work and, and her career has really, really helped me because I've seen firsthand like a woman who's like going for what she wants unapologetically, like incredibly hardworking. Um, and I think that has helped me be very driven. But on uh, on the flip side, I think just seeing the way that she also has supported women in her workplace and how she has amplified the voices of, of women and she helps women um, make the most out of the careers because she gives career advice. Like seeing that definitely was a, was a driving force for me. I love it. I'm so inspired by that kind of like just ladies being badass basically yeah. <laughs> and then going kind of smashing those glass ceilings um, and it's so nice that you've been able to like be brought up in that environment and then also bring it in, like you say into your work and then I'm sure that obviously lent itself to your book and then like what you do with your like your content and like and that and you empower women through your um, socials like hugely so I'm so very much here for it sorry fangirl moment <laughs> sorry <laughs> do you feel like your mum's influenced your interior and aesthetic Ooh, taste at all good question uh, Definitely not. So actually, no, when I lived with my family, I would clash with them all the time because like, no, like I tell my mom, if no, if anything needs doing, you leave it to me because I bless my mom. Like she's definitely got the eye of an artist because she used to illustrate books as well before she got into uh, her job now. And so she's definitely got a creative eye, but interior design, that's a strong hell no from me. <laughs> Can you give us a, a quick overview of what the sort of interior design of uh, of the house looks like? My house? Or, no, or my no, no, no. Okay, you know what? My family home is a lot better because I was like... Okay. When we moved into it, I was of the age where I could give my creative input. So that's, I'll, I'll let that slide. But in, a, in one of our old homes, when I was younger and I had no creative say, I remember we had this, um, God, I, do I even want to say this? We, my mum bought a, <laughs> she would probably hate it now to be fair, because her style has changed, a blue 
toilet seat and in it were like ceramic fish and yes. oh yes. stuff. You know yes. that toilet seat? Uh, yes. And so I would never in a million years have that toilet seat today. And I'm sorry if anyone is listening and they have this toilet seat. Like I, I apologize sincerely. But yes, at, at one point we had that toilet seat. Um, I remember we had a very blush, uh, a plush in our old house again, not, not the current family home, a very plush blue carpet. And she loved the blue and the walls were blue. So the toilet seat was blue, the walls were blue, the carpet was blue. Basically there was a lot of blue, but not in a, a very creative, artistic way. It was very love much, her. I love blue. Here's blue. No, do you know what? I think your mum's just ahead of her time because I'm sure that you can find all sorts of bars in Shoreditch that have got, you know, toilet seats with fish you know in. What? And- toilet seats are very particular because I the place I moved in, the toilet seats that they that came with the place, um, they're kind of like matte. And I wear this is like this is gonna sound gross, but like I wear a lot of fake tan. I'm very uh. pale and Scottish. And this particular material loves to soak up fake tan. Okay, so my like my Toilets basically went really orange, and so then my way to counteract them was like bleach them. But the bleach that I used was blue, so I left this like blue bleach on all the toilet seats. So I tried to get this like fake tan off, and then what's happened is I now have like a tie dye of orange and blue bleach. So talking about toilet seats, I was I'm looking, I'm shopping for toilet seats, the glamorous life that is, um, and. I was this close to getting a glittery toilet no, seat. No, you weren't. Because <laughs> it's like, I just think it would give people so much joy if they went to the toilet and it was just like a glittery toilet seat. <laughs> you know what? I feel like colourful and eccentric toilet seats could work if that's channeled into the rest of your interior design. Because I remember yeah. I went to like, I, when I was in Miami, I went to a um, hotel in Miami and they had like very eccentric toilet seats, but it just fit with everything else. So it was, it, it, right. it worked. But if you just have this random glittery toilet seat that yeah. would be yeah that 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 might yeah be a bit wild no it doesn't fit with the rest of the aesthetic and <laughs> <laughs> um, i do have to say i love that you mentioned that you did a bit of diy with your drawer handles um as recently i i've got as my kitchen's like one of those like it's new builds so it's like you, what you get is what you see and, and i was like oh, it's so kind of not me it's like mauvey kind of glossy cut like cabinet cupboards and then they had mm. these silver handles and i don't really do silver and i was like i don't want to do it I was, I was always the person that walks past, you know, in like a little DIY shop, and you're like, who changes <laughs> yeah. door handles? Why is it always like knobs? <laughs> yeah, there and everywhere. I'm like, this, they're everywhere in any sort of like shop. And I'm like, who actually like changes like this? And then I bought myself some copper handles from my kitchen cabinets, oh, yes. and it has changed the game in my kitchen. Mm. And you mentioned you did it for your drawer handles, didn't you? Yes, I did, because I got this like chest of drawers. And they were just kind of like, blah. And I thought something was missing. And I went online and I saw these like antique looking knobs. And I thought, oh my God, I need these in my life. And I changed them super easy. And in my family home, I remember changing all our kitchen cabinet handles. And I was like, oh, I've done it once. This will be fine. And it made such a difference. The the chest of drawers went from basic to like boss babe drawers. Oh, I love it. Also, um, did you sell your old handles? Because I sold my old handles. I got £19 for them. Whoa. Oh, nice. Yeah, no. I um no I did I did not resell my old handles they were just like some very cheap handles from a, a, yeah a flat pack company that will remain unnamed. Um, I was really into the fact that you said that your your sofa wasn't 
very much before you decided to add yeah, all of the uh, all the cushions <laughs> to it because I can relate to that. When I moved into my new place, there was a large leather sofa in there, which I think in like the right setting could look quite bohemian and funky, but it kind of just looked a bit sad and there were stains all over it. So whacked a load of pillows on it and a throw and completely transformed. Oh my God, cushions, they work miracles. <laughs> and when I was moving into my apartment, I remember um, going into the post room and the concierge was like, do you need that many cushions? And I was like, wait, yes, you need that many cushions. Like, if you don't have that many cushions on your sofa, you're doing something wrong. And when I moved into my apartment, it was the same thing. I saw the sofa and I was like, this looks so pathetic. It was just, yeah. ugh, it was just everything I did not want in a sofa. And I was this close to like buying a new sofa entirely and spending like over a thousand pounds and then when I got the cushions oh my gosh it just it's the luxury just screamed and jumped out I love it dare I ask how many cushions you currently have residing in your flat ballpark figure oh in my entire flat oh god um oh my god I'm going to say 20 Twenty-five. <gasps> Whoa, it's a lot of cushions. Um, well, I want to get to you, uh, talk to you about fashion because um, I feel like fashion is big for you, and also interiors is big for you. And we're not really like um, touched on the fashion side of things yet. Obviously, you live with your sister. Is there like a clothes sharing situation there, or um? Are you kind of borrowing each other's outfits or is that, is that a no-go? No, thankfully we're like different sizes because I knew, know she'd be in my closet all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> we do not share, we do share bags though because um, I have quite a few designer bags and I would rather she didn't spend her money on designer bags Um so I yeah I just want that to be my vice and my vice alone like <laughs> I'd be so disappointed if she picked up that that habit from me. So as a way of getting around it to ensure she doesn't blow all her money on bags, I'm like you can use mine. So yeah, she can have it. I'm happy to share my bags, but we don't know. We don't really share anything else. What is the bigger vice for you, interiors or fashion? Oh gosh, in the last six months it's definitely been interiors to the point I find myself buying things I already have but I'm just like I may need a different one so <laughs> yeah like for example like placemats I thought I had found my placemats then I bought more placemats and I bought more I have like three different sets of coasters because they all have different <gasps> vibes and I might want to switch I've it up I've got that I've got I different have, like, coasters yeah I've got st- a storage closet with cushions in there just in case I get bored of my co- so so right now it is a bit of a problem and I need to just like stand in my place and just own it as it is without constantly thinking about ways I could change it so right now interiors but I feel like interiors can be like fashion really that can be seasonal so you can get some cushions out for a certain time of the year and then the winter cushions come out it's like it's, it's just like fashion surely please don't tell me that because I will literally <laughs> change my my whole apartment every quarter like I yeah <laughs> I want to know how you always look so glamorous, though, because oh, as, an influ- <laughs> as an influencer, uh, do, you, do you always feel the pressure to look as good as you possibly can or does it just sort of come naturally to you? You know what? I only feel the pressure to look good when something is being filmed. <laughs> Yeah, or recorded. Like, that is the only time I feel the pressure. So if I don't have a camera in front of me or webcam in front of me, I feel zero pressure. What you see is what you get. Um, And I guess, like, I've shown people on my stories on Instagram, like, me in my pyjamas with my bonnet on, getting ready to go to bed, no makeup. So my followers, like, 
I would like to think they know that I am not permanently made up and glam all the yeah. time. But when mm-hmm. the camera is there, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me try and look my best because the way the internet works is that once it's there, it's there. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know what? Let me at least try so I don't see it. And I'm like, uh, because if it doesn't belong to me, I can't take it down, right? So that's the only time <laughs> yeah. I really, really try. I'm quite intrigued as to what your sort of general go-to behind the scenes, comfortable lounging around the house vibe is. Is there a, is there a go-to or is it just whatever you feel in that particular day? Um, I have a go-to. Oh yeah, I have go-tos actually. Now, now that it's really, really warm, shorts and a vest. So I, I get like a coordinate short and vest. I like to match. Cause I'm like, I'm in the house, I'm being lazy, but like, I at least want it to be matching. So I feel like somewhat presentable if I have to get post or something. Right. So, <laughs> um, and I have these like sets of pajamas with like zebras on them. So I have a <gasps> navy no. blue pajamas with like zebras I have a a yellow one with some zebras and I have all the same company orange with tigers so I do like my uh, animal satin pajamas (laughs) (laughs) love it they sound incredible everything you just listed there sounded incredible I love it (laughs) it's like so glam it's kind of like it's glam it's like chic glam but like also comfortable yeah Yeah, what more do you want in life Um, you didn't mention it in the home tour but I hear that you have um, in the past hired a private chef for like dinner parties which I feel like is such a good idea goals um, like how how do you go about that just like where, where do you find the chef like, and can we be met- invited yeah. <laughs> you know what there is actually an app I use to hire a private chef I can't even remember oh, what's it called I need to find it I'll, you know I'll send it to you I've forgotten the name but um there is an app I use, or I don't have the app now because I ran out of space on my phone, so I deleted it. But I go to the website and you basically pick the cuisine you want. So they have like Italian, they have, um, I think, uh, Mexican, they have French and British. You pick the cuisine you want and it brings up all the different options for each course. So you might have like 20 starter options, 20 main options, 20 dessert options. You select the starter you want, the main you want, the dessert you want. If you want to spend a bit more, you could even have like extra options. And you basically put in for how many people and it tells you the cost of said private chef. And then you just book. If you're not in London, yeah, sorry, no can do. But if you're in (laughs) London, um, you just press book and then, yeah, you pick the day and then chef comes over, cooks you up what you need and then Bob's your uncle. It's so good. It's such a good idea. I want this. Do you have to do the washing up? Yeah, you do have to do that. Yeah. But basically, if you have a dishwasher, they will load the dishwasher. But yeah, if you have a ton go. of washing up to do. <laughs> do you but, think they'd accept but... like a dinner party of one and just uh, a burger <laughs> on a Friday night? Yeah, def- they definitely won't. But um, when it comes to the washing up, a lot of the stuff they, they bring kind of prepared and they take this like Tupperware and stuff with them ah. so the washing up you have to do is in relation to the plates because they yeah because by the end of it you're, you're there plates. with your friends they're off yeah your own plates does your sister get involved with this do you, do you like share like um, groups of friends or is it very much like separate and and who's the cocktail maker out of two of you we definitely share groups of friends my sister really? she's like six and a half years younger than me but I think she spends more time with me and my friends <laughs> than her own, <laughs> to be honest. So it's very, yeah, socialising with her is super easy. I'm definitely like the cocktail maker, but I'm a newbie to it because I only recently got like the shaker and yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the filter and things like that. And I got some daiquiri and martini glasses. Um, my sister, yeah, no, I, I get she, she, she's a great cook when she does cook, but most of the time she doesn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I we used to that. offer actually no she's good with them we get um meal boxes have you ever gotten a recipe box before yes yes i am fan of them. obsessed with them okay. i live in my own as well they do ones for ones on your own and it's oh, so good okay mm-hmm. we have a recipe box. we have two actually we we get so we have one recipe box that comes with like um like just a general meal and you can kind of pick your meal but it's like healthy eating then we have another pasta one that, that comes <gasps> with like homemade pasta and the homemade sauce oh, my God. so my sister's mm-hmm. quite good at doing the recipe boxes I want to quickly talk to you about something that I've heard about that you didn't mention on your tour but I've heard that you're a bit of a magnet collector Oh yeah, I do like a good magnet. No, so not so you can kind of see the fridge behind me not in my current apartment because it doesn't mm-hmm. fit the aesthetic but in my parents' house, yeah, there's a ton yes. of magnets mm-hmm. because what I like to do wherever I go on holiday, I will buy a magnet in that country with the name of that yeah. country or, or some yeah, kind too. of identifier. Yeah. So, yeah, I like to do that because it reminds me of all the places mm. I've been. Yeah, mm. I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. The one thing I have to do is get a fridge magnet. I was trying to do it with key rings and then you basically become like the janitor in The Simpsons. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's just stick with the magnets. Um, and I don't, I'm the same as you, I don't have a, well, I don't have a fridge now that has a magnetic pool. Is that the Oh, awesome. is that yeah, it's got yeah. wood in front of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the only place I can now put them is on the hood of my cooker, which I don't necessarily um, think is the best place. But I've, uh, you're right, I forget where I've been and I'm like, oh, I forgot I've been to Mexico. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I went to Croatia. Like, so I love that. I feel like magnets on the on the uh, hood of the cooker is a similar vibe to fish in the toilet seat. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> I mean, look, I didn't get the secret toilet seat, okay? Um, so I need to get to you uh, talking about your incredible book. I wish I knew this earlier. It's um, out in October, is that right? Yes, October 14th. Tell us all about it because I there's loads of things I wish I knew earlier. So I want to know what is included in this book. And I'm definitely <laughs> going to be reading it. Uh, oh gosh, so long story short, um, I was in a relationship on and off for um, just under seven years in my 20s. And when that relationship, relationship ended, I was like, oh wow, didn't expect this. And when it got to that point... I part of my healing process was like reflecting on the relationship and what happened, what didn't happen, um, why what happened happened. And that led me to tweeting online about relationships in general and almost using like my Twitter as an online journal. And then from there, my content just was going viral. Celebrities were reposting it. And then I got this book deal. And I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic because the past two years of my life have been writing about all the things I've learned as a result of being in that relationship. So all the things I now know in hindsight that I wish I knew in my 20s. And in that book, it's basically split up into three parts. So dating, loving, and healing or heartbreak. And it basically outlines some of the lessons that I know now that I wish I knew in my 20s. So as an example, dating. I think sometimes when people date, they can really be so desperate to impress the other person that they almost present this like facade or sometimes even a diluted version of themselves or an exaggerated version of themselves. But whatever the version is, it's an inauthentic version of themselves, basically. And one thing I kind of like realized um, as I got older was when you date, you want to be as genuine as possible to give the other person the privilege to really get to know you. And you don't want to do a disservice to you by entering this relationship that is actually built on 
an illusion and it can be anything like big to small so for example saying you love something you're interested in something you don't love or saying like like I remember once when I was dating someone he mentioned this like food he really liked and I was like oh yeah and he's like can you cook it I was like hell yeah and I could not cook that to save my life um, it's little things like that like one thing becomes a bigger thing which becomes a bigger thing and you don't feel comfortable when you're when you're dating that person because they've actually fallen for someone who's not the real you so that's an example and another thing like in the healing stages or heartbreak stages I learned that like healing is not linear there are ups there are downs one day you feel amazing you feel like you've healed from heartbreak and the next day you'll be crying all over again so little lessons like that that I hope will help like young women in particular deal with relationships much better than I dealt with them when I was in my 20s I was going to say, where do you get the wisdom from? Is it just life experience? Life experience, observation, and just being very reflective. I'm definitely the kind of person, I'm, I'm quite naturally optimistic. So when something um, bad does happen, if you will, rather than just dwell over it, I, I tend to just kind of find the lessons in it. Like, why, why did I go through this? Why did this happen? What can I learn from this? And I like to turn it on its head and see it as a lesson that will enable me to become a better person. So I guess tackling all the kind of issues I've had in love with that perspective has really formed the foundation of this book. I love the um, the cover as well, may I just say. It fits in perfectly with like how <laughs> kind of on point you are with aesthetics because it's a beautiful kind of blush pink with gold on it. Um, so I th- feel like thank if you. I was walking into a bookshop, I would definitely be drawn to yeah. pick that up. It's so gorgeous. Oh, yeah. thank you If for so no much. other reason, I'm just going to buy it to, you know, show off on my uh, on my um, coffee table, display. to be honest. Yeah, it's just <laughs> such a lovely on looking... Your new, on your new console table <laughs> yeah. that you're oh, about yes. to invest in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, just before you go, we do need to ask ask you one more question that we ask everybody uh, on the podcast and that question is what does home mean to you gosh um I think home means family and I'm gonna say that because for me home is not a building home is not a structure home is in the heart and it's for me it lies in people and those people being my family so I feel like I could be anywhere in the world and if I have family close by, I will feel at home. So for yeah, for me, home is definitely family. Love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much, Tony. You've been absolutely you. amazing. I feel like we've covered everything, but that's because your home too was so detailed. So I'm like, thank you and for that. Because we're just so nosy. Yeah, we are very nosy. <laughs> and I will continue to just like uh, adore your uh, yeah. like your Instagram pictures of everything of all your mm-hmm. interiors. That's and gonna be where can everyone stalk your oh, yeah. interiors online? They can find me on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, my mm-hmm. username is Tony Tone, but just to make it com- complicated, <laughs> it's zeros instead of O's. So it's T0NI, <laughs> T0NE. Unfortunately, someone took Tony Tone, so I had to, you know, I had oh, to come <laughs> I did um, on, when I tried TikTok well lol I mean tangent um, and it didn't last very long I locked myself out so there's an Ariel Free but there's also now, also now an Ariel Free too because I just couldn't remember oh, oh no, no. <laughs> nightmare can't remember what email I used to log in can't oh, remember the password darn. I think so. it's at that point you just think TikTok's yeah, not for me yeah it was never meant to work <laughs> no. TikTok can be for someone else uh, thank you so much Tony you've been amazing thank you for thanks, having Tony. me Make sure you join us next week when we speak to dancer, TikTok and Gogglebox star Tom Malone Jr. and his girlfriend, model and dancer, Bryony Briscoe. And if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.